Hey girl, I'm glad you're here tuning into the Vegan Goddess podcast. As usual, I will be your host. My name is Jasmine and I am an online fitness coach for powerful vegan women and owner of Vegan Goddess Fitness, which is the most amazing fitness coaching experience for vegan women on the planet. And I don't think I'm just being biased. On this episode, I'll go deep on topics that I wish I knew more about when I was in your shoes trying to navigate my own fitness journey. We'll talk about how to grow beautiful muscles, optimal nutrition so you don't just look good but you also feel good too, and topics to help you save a ton of time and energy as you navigate your own health and fitness journey. Be sure to stick around until the end because I always end these episodes with some goodies to offer you. Thank you for being here and welcome to today's episode. Sometimes I still can't believe it. Like I look through my before and after pictures and I'm just like... I did that like <laughs> it's mind-blowing and like all right y'all today I have a special guest I have my client Karina um, the reason why I brought her on today is because I wanted the theme of today's episode to be about resilience um, you guys hear me talk all the time about how fitness journeys are so much more about what you know it's so much about your mental game and being able to overcome obstacles which is like the definition of being resilient is not letting things keep you down. And when you hear about Karina's journey and the massive load of responsibilities that she had on her throughout this entire experience, it's almost like crazy to see the results that she created even with all of what she had going on. So let me first introduce Karina. I'll have her introduce herself. So Karina, like, let us know um, who you are, a couple interesting things about you. All right, uh, Karina here. I'm 29, a single mom from New York. Um, when I started Vegan Goddess, I was a shift supervisor at Starbucks, still am. So, you know, it was really hard with all them coffee and cakes all over me. <laughs> um, because of my crazy work schedule, um, I will be up sometimes at like 3 o'clock in the morning to be at work at 4.30, and then I'll get off at 1. I would definitely want to take a nap <laughs> when I got home, but I couldn't because I had to get my kid from school. And then um, he also has um, a speech delay, so we also had to do therapy like three or four times a week. That was another like hour and a half chunk out of my day gone. And I was also taking online classes, so... It was just a stressful time, but uh, luckily joining this group, you know, they say work, you know, working out helps with stress. It actually did. Like, I didn't want to pull my hair out all the time <laughs> thanks to this uh, great program. I have no regrets from joining. Oh, I love that. And I feel like anyone that does all of what you did, like to get up in the morning and handle all of that. I mean, you have to have like a really compelling reason, right? Like what actually would get you up? What is What was the big thing that would drive you to still push through even when your days were really hard? Um, well, it's all about reaching goals, right? I mean, we do these things because it's something we want to achieve. Um, for me, I was not in a great place health-wise, you know, mentally and physically. Like, like every female, you know, we have body insecurities and it's just like, oh, I hate the way I look. But um also, I did it for health, you know, for health reasons. Like, I want to be with this, with so much going around, I have to take care of myself. I have a kid as well. Was a lot of your health goals, like, to be a better parent or was it more for you? Um, it was selfish reasons. <laughs> it definitely was. Um, I've always kind of been a health enthusiast. I used to like working out and going to the gym all the time before I had a kid. And, um... 
being as I'm doing it solo, it was harder now to like find the time and the energy to, you know, push myself through this. But also, like I've realized now, the days I do work out or the next day, I have more energy. So that energy benefits me in the in the long run, you know, so I have more energy to deal with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, like zero judgment. In fact, I want to give you kudos for being like, this is for me because I think not enough moms take on projects for them. Like everything that they do is for the kids and for the family and for everybody else but them. And it's so hard to remember that you're a human too and you have every right to have goals of your own. And if anything, I feel like having your child watch you chase goals and do things that are important to you is just as important as doing things for them. So I'm actually glad you said that because you deserve to have all the goals and and all the achievements too. And it's funny, um, I, I know I say the kid, but that's my baby. I love him. But uh, like he also, like like they say, they watch you. So he watches me do exercise all the time. And then he'll tell me to like to slow down. He's like, stop, stop, slow down. Or or he'd be like, oh, I want to be like you, you know. And he starts doing like push-ups. And he even got the bar one time and was doing like <laughs> a bench press. It was just funny. How adorable. Now you mentioned your days being pretty packed. What are some things that you had to do in order to like overcome or not overcome because obviously you're not overcoming your day, but what did you have to do in order to stay organized with such a crazy schedule? Um, Well, I learned from um, Coach Kelsey. She was my, I guess my, my main coach at the time and from you guys. Uh, mind bl- uh, time blocking. <laughs> uh, so um, she'll have me like plan out my days. I couldn't do the whole seven days. I would just do by parts, like three days at a time or two days and plan out like my day by the hour. Like, you know, this hour I'm still at work. This time um, I'm at class. I'm, this is my workout time. Like I had to set it up like that because it was just so much going on in one day. For anyone that has never heard of time blocking, honestly, it's like one of my secret weapons. I really love time blocking and it can be as simple or as intricate as whoever is using the time blocking wants to make it. So for example, instead of planning out your day by the hour, like at 7 a.m. I wake up, at 8 a.m. I'm eating breakfast, at 9 a.m. I'm at the gym, you know, so it's not like hour by hour that way. It's you're creating your own personal blocks that are dedicated to that particular thing. So for example, um, you can have it vague, like ha- like schedule a self-care block, let's say on the mornings of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for an hour. And whatever you do at that time, it's all around self-care. So whether that is to meditate or whether that's to work out, it can be whatever you want. But you can also have like very, very specific blocks. You can have a workout block where the only thing that you have to do in that time is work out. So it's what I love about it is you really make it your own for um, clients like you, Karina, I always recommend time blocking because sometimes, as you probably know, it is so easy for the day to just get ahead of you and you're like, how is it already 8 o'clock at night? I haven't had dinner. Like the homework isn't done and I haven't even worked out yet and I'm so tired. So time blocking gives us the space to focus all of our attention on one particular area of our life, one particular thing at a time, knowing that every other responsibility that we have has its own block and its own time. So we don't have to be like worrying about, oh my gosh, when am I going to meal prep? When are we going to set aside time for homework? When are we going to do all these things? Because you know, well, I have a block for it. So 
right now I'm focusing on this particular block. Just allows us to be more focused. That's time blocking in a nutshell. If you've ever um, wondered about what it is or, or what it does, I recommend it for everyone that is like highly motivated, but also that has a really hectic schedule because it keeps us focused. Um, now you recently had a health concern that has totally, and I don't want to say like it derailed your health and fitness journey, but it definitely added some complexity to it. Um, do you want to like share a little bit about that and like how you're working around it? Because I feel like when it comes to being a parent, when it comes to getting a lot of the other things done, like you have that down. And then this kind of comes out of nowhere. So if you want to like share a little bit about how that came about and how you're dealing with it. Um, yeah, uh, it's like you said, it didn't derail me, but it definitely put me at a pause. Um, I had this thing, uh, with my heart rate, um, right now it's called pot syndrome. It's pulse. It's, it's basically every time you stand up, your heart rate gets really, really high. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just be standing at work, literally doing nothing. I mean, I do more than nothing, but <laughs> like just standing and I would feel like I have to catch my breath. <laughs> I feel like I have to catch my breath and I'm just like, oh, what's wrong with me? I'll check my watch and my heart rate's like 125. And then, and in a way, like I thought it was anxiety and then I got my heart checked out and everything. And, um, they're like, oh, are you drinking enough water? Are you exercising? And I'm just like, yeah, I do all of this. I walk every day. Like, I get crazy amount of steps in. I drink water. And um, so there were times where I couldn't, um, I wouldn't be able to work out because this made me so fatigued and tired all the time. Like, I would, I would go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning and wake up at 6. And, like, you know, I got a good amount of sleep. But I would still feel tired. So I had no energy to cook meals. I had no energy to work out. I was just... And then if I did work out, like, then my heart rate would be even higher. <laughs> so um, after talking with um, you and Cynthia, um, she told me, you know, we also have a thing, you know, when you work out, you just go at a slower pace because sometimes it is more effective as well. So I was like, you know, I'll try that. She also had me do some meditation and some yoga, gave that a try too. It definitely helped and it made me more, it made me focus more on, um, I guess focus more on my workouts. Like if I'm doing a deadlift or a squat, like, you know, I'm going to go slower and more and focus more on um, a form, focus on form. <laughs> so that's in the mindful connection like that. I always do. Like I'm always like, you know, making sure I'm holding my position right. I'm counting I'm breathing, but it made me focus more on that in my form. So I think in a way it helped improve my workouts. And luckily lately I feel better and I'm also having energy to cook my own food now. <laughs> but it was definitely another obstacle that I wasn't expecting. How long did you deal with like not being able to work out and like when when it was at its worst? How long did that last for you? When it was at its worst, I'd say it was maybe like February to April. So I would work out maybe once or twice these weeks instead of my usual three to four. So it really set me back. And there was there was like two weeks where I didn't work out at all. And I just felt even worse about myself. Although it was harder than you were used to to work out, you still realized that you felt better by doing something versus nothing. Yeah, because, you know, when you're when you're used to doing something all the time, like I'm used to, OK, I'm going to work out between four and five and 
you know, like, you know, this day, this day, I'm off, you know, this is my rest day. So it's just like, it's not, it kind of messed up my routine a little bit. And that made me feel bad, too. <laughs> and then you guys check up on us and make sure like, you know, like, hey, I noticed you haven't done this workout. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not feeling up for it. I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad for you guys, too. <laughs> so it was just like a whole loop of like, so many emotions and stuff. <laughs> No, I know. And I know like other other clients too feel that way. Like, and I think that's one of the benefits of working with a coach. Although like you couldn't disappoint us, you know, especially because we know that you're doing your best and especially having like any kind of health concern, we're going to be the last ones to be like pushing you to go past your limits. But I do know that having a coach, it makes you want to do the best you can. And you're like, I don't want to let my coaches down. I don't want to tell them that I, I missed a workout or whatever. And that's one of the benefits of having a coach is it forces us to like really push past our boundaries. But I know, I know that, you know, logically, and I hope you know that like, we never are going to be disappointed by you doing your best, whatever that looks like. And I know that, you know, that cause we've had our like conversations too in our one-on-one calls where we talk about and I'm like girl you're doing so much like let yourself rest something that we've talked about before too is not to say that this is necessarily like a reason as to why you had to slow down but sometimes our body will make us slow down like if we have a very hectic life which you do it's not only like physically demanding but it can also be mentally demanding sometimes our body is like I need to take time to chill out and like reconnect and rest and you know I'm glad that you did take that time even though maybe you you couldn't hit every single goal the way that you wanted to taking that time allowed you to come back now and feel a lot better did you reach a point at any time where you were like screw all of this I just maybe I'll just kind of like pause or quit Oh, no, (laughs) never. Like, why would I, why would I want to? Like, I've made so much progress. And then like, sometimes I still can't believe it. Like, I look through my before and after pictures. And I'm just like, I did that. Like, (laughs) it's mind blowing. And like, for some reason, I don't know why no one else has thought of like, I know people take before and after pictures. But with you guys, we do it every week. And you would think, oh, a week, you know, there won't be much difference. But you see it. And like, with the measurements, too. It's like, why would I why would I want to go back to not feeling comfortable in my own skin? Like I'll take a break and have a couple of cheat meals, but at the end of the day, I'm still getting back on this wagon. <laughs> Love to hear that. Now, um I mean, obviously, since this is a podcast, they they can't see like those before and after pictures, which I've posted them on social media under uh, if you go on my Instagram, there's a highlight called results. And um, you can find her before and after pictures there. But do you want to tell them like a little bit about your progress, what you experienced there? How do I explain this? Uh, well, before when I used to track my progress, I would be like anybody else. I would track it by the number on the scale. And I remember like I had a goal. I was at 157 when I started. My stomach was, my waist was, geez, I think it was like 38. I don't know. Right now it's at 33. <laughs> uh, I lost inches everywhere on my thighs, on my on my waist. I was like so happy when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, is that real? Like am I, is my stomach out all the way out? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was at 157. I had a goal of 135. If you look for the pictures, mine is the one in the yellow bikini.
<laughs> and I want to give like context there too, because when I say like, oh no, we can't get there in six months, it's not to say, oh no, that's impossible. We're not going to do that. The goal when um, you had come in was I want to gain strength. I want to tone up. I want to build muscle. I want to lose body fat. So when we're at the same time toning up, building muscle and losing body fat, it's very common that the scale kind of like bumps up and down. So it's not strictly like, how do we get the scale to come down? We don't want you to just deflate. We want to have like muscle and curves and and make sure that you still like the way that you look and you're not just like a shrunken down version of yourself. Because I think that's a mistake a lot of people make when they're like, well, my main goal is weight loss, but I want to have a body like this, let's say. And they like show a picture or or some of a physique that inspires them. It's like, okay, well, there's muscle on that body. So if you want to get there eventually, then it would it would actually elongate the process by only focusing on fat loss first and then changing up the whole strategy and going into muscle gain when you can do them pretty simultaneously, but it does take longer. Because if we're only looking at the scale, the scale is going to also represent the muscle that you are gaining. So if it was just a, a 20 pound loss, that would be it would be an ambitious goal while we're also building muscle. It's kind of like, so anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is although the scale maybe didn't hit the initial goal that that um, you wanted, it the measurements everywhere shrunk like so, so, so much. I guarantee you that if someone were to look at your before photo and you now, they would think that you actually way surpassed your goal because that is the beauty of body recomposition is we're not only focusing on what the body weighs, but what like the composition, are you, how much muscle is there, how much body fat is there. So like I really encourage you guys to look at her progress photos because it's like, holy crap, it's so amazing. And to me, it's like one of my favorite transformations. So then are there any other examples that you can think of where you had to be like super resilient in your fitness journey where you felt very tested, you felt like all odds were against you? And if so, can you tell us about those instances? Um, besides the when I first started, which was the roughest time where I was, I had like almost no time for myself, and the time with the medical issue, I just had regular days where it's like oh, I'm like being a couch potato, catching up on TV shows, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to do anything, like. But I pushed through those days because it's like it's a mental thing. Like there's time there was one time I wanted to take a nap and instead I got up, I put on my workout clothes and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And afterwards, I felt great. Like you never forget a workout, right? Is there any advice that you would give someone who is like currently in a low part in their fitness journey, whether they have a health concern of their own or just are feeling stuck or like they have a lot of odds against them, anything that you think could help or advice you would give? Uh, Yeah, like, well, like we do in our group chat sometimes when someone shares, like, I remember one time you were talking about like, you know, winter blues, like no one wants to go outside, no one, everyone just wants to stay cuddled up in bed. Um, These moments where you feel stuck, and like, you have no ambition, or you just feel like there's so much going on, it's just temporary. Like, these little, these bad days, these, you know, it's temporary. Like, 
tomorrow's another day and if tomorrow sucks too you still have five other days <laughs> like don't get stuck in the now and you think about what what do you want to achieve that's like that's the way I see it like oh yeah today sucks tomorrow's another day that's it I'll try again tomorrow but just don't keep pushing it off because <laughs> then you're, you're not gonna get anywhere <laughs> I love that it's like a combination of like don't worry it'll be okay but like don't fuck around too long <laughs> <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you being here and sharing. And I feel like maybe because it's just so normal for you, I feel like we didn't even like really get deep into how crazy your schedule can be. But I think because it's so normal for you, like for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think of all the things that you have to accomplish in your day while you still manage to get all of your health and fitness routines down. And I'm like so proud, but I think it's probably so normal for you now, so routine that you don't even think much of it. And I think like, I think it's a good lesson for anyone that's listening. If you feel super overwhelmed by your schedule and you feel like there's literally no time for you to actually prioritize your goals, there will be a time, as long as you claim it, there will be a time where all of this feels so normal that you don't even think anything of it. Karina is a great example of that because she, this is so normal for her, like how she said, no, I don't ever contemplate quitting. Um, I might have to take a pause, but like at the end of the day, there are goals I want to reach. And if you feel like you are not there yet, where right now your schedule does get the best of you or you do feel defeated, like a reality can exist where you handle all of your responsibilities and all of the demands that you have that are non-negotiables. Like, you know, taking your baby to speech therapy is a non-negotiable. Waking up at the time you have to work, wake up is a non-negotiable. And for anyone that has like a similar type of schedule that's just like very demanding, there will be a time where it all comes together, but you have to be adamant and persistent about getting there. Otherwise, it doesn't just happen. You're super inspiring, Karina. I'm so proud of you. And I'm thankful that we had to that we got to have this experience together and that you trusted me, us vegan goddess to guide you through this. And I know you're going to be like such an inspiration, by the way, Karina will eventually become um, a health or fitness coach of some kind. I know you're still like I don't know exactly the route you're going, but she will be leading people in their journey at some point. So like watch out for her. I think there's no better person to lead by example than you. We had some audio issues towards the end of this episode. However, that pretty much wrapped up today. Karina did have a couple last words. However, the audio just did not come through. But I hope you still enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that Karina's story really inspired you. I think many people have the belief or the idea that some people just have the space, have the capacity to take care of their health and fitness and others don't. And I want to show you an example of a personal client of mine who made it happen, who made it work and who was just so determined to succeed and her results show that. Um, I love her story. I appreciate her for sharing. I appreciate you for listening. Um, and just a quick reminder, I am hosting a series of free masterclasses that I would love for you to join if you want to get some free help. Um, lots of amazing, helpful info in helping you reach your next level in your health and fitness goals. And they are free. So all you have to do is just sign up to be part of my email list because I announce all free masterclasses via email. Um, 
and you can register there. So I will leave the link to join my email list in the show notes of this episode. So that way you can also start on your amazing transformation just like Karina's. Thank you for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.